Here in the U.S., you might not find many super-rich Indians, but you're unlikely to find super-poor Indians either. Most Indians who settle here belong to the more privileged castes, Brahmins, for instance. Traditionally, they were religious leaders in India. Today, many of them are doctors, scientists, and scholars. The world's Ritu Chatterjee has our story on what it means to be a Brahmin in the U.S. My caste has never meant much to me or my family back home in India. We are Brahmins. But long before I was born, my family abandoned religion and with it, caste. We don't follow any Brahmin rituals and most marriages have happily crossed caste barriers. Here in the U.S., I've thought even less about caste. I assume this was true for most Indians living here because this ancient social system could hardly have any relevance in a young country like the U.S. So when I learned about an organization for Brahmins here, I was intrigued. Om Sharma is a scientist with Johnson & Johnson and the president of a group called Brahman Samaj of North America. When I visit him at his home in Skillman, New Jersey, he's starting an hour-long ritual of worshipping a range of Hindu gods. It's a ritual that the scriptures require Brahmins to perform every day. Sharma grew up in a religious Brahmin family in the western Indian state of Rajasthan. But as he grew up, he let that lapse until about two decades ago, when he moved to the United States with his wife and son. I noticed here a lot of us Brahmins don't carry our Hindu values. We do not know a lot about our scriptures. So that's why I became interested and for the last uh, several years I have been doing this religiously in the sense of do every day. Religiously in all senses. Sharma regularly studies Hindu scriptures. He says it helps him connect to his roots and fulfill his duties as a Brahmin, as a teacher of Hindu values. This is Brahmin's job. It's his or her responsibility to study our scriptures and spread that message. Now, I understand an immigrant's need to connect to his or her roots. Here in the U.S., I cling to my culture too. But when it comes to the caste system, I still view it as discriminatory and outdated. Surely nostalgia doesn't justify perpetuating it. I asked Sharma, having an organization called the Brahman Samaj of North America, is that excluding people of other castes? Brahman Samaj of North America is not caste-based organization. We have number of members. If we go by last name or caste system, they are Agarwal, Saxena and other castes. So if you're an Agarwal, Saxena, or of any other non-Brahmin caste, you can join the group. Sharma tells me that's progress. He says he's had to push through a more liberal policy over the objections of conservative members who wanted to keep it strictly Brahmin. I couldn't help thinking that this is a quintessentially expat group. Its members had enjoyed a certain status back in India. Here in the U.S., their caste didn't matter anymore. Still, most members belong to an older generation and they've had trouble attracting new recruits. I decided to talk to some younger Brahmins who aren't part of Sharma's organization, like Nilanjan Sarangi. Sarangi moved to the U.S. with his wife and son about four years ago. I met up with him at a Hindu temple in Baldwin, New York. He was there with family and friends to celebrate his 13-year-old son's Upanayan, or sacred thread ceremony. It's a coming-of-age ceremony held only for Brahmin and other upper-caste boys. Now, I'd never attended one of these ceremonies before. 
My family didn't bother to hold him for my brother or cousins. And I'd secretly imagined that the ceremony brainwashed impressionable young boys into thinking within the narrow walls of their caste. But I felt comforted by the smells and sounds inside the temple. They felt familiar, just like festivals and weddings back home. And as the priests guided the family through the ceremony, I learned that the message was about how to conduct yourself well in the world by valuing respect, humility and knowledge. Knowledge being a key part of the Brahmin identity. The boy's father, Nilanjan Sarangi, sat on the floor beside his son, chanting mantras and performing the same rituals that his father had once performed with him. To Sarangi, this was about carrying on a centuries-old tradition, not about establishing a social status for himself in his adopted country. He tells me he would never consider joining a Brahmin organization. I don't want to like wear my Brahmin identity on my lapel, no. It is very personal, very individual thing to me. But belonging to a caste charged with specific roles in society does have meaning for him. If you go back to the Hindu religion, the Brahmins were not only religious people, they are also the scientists. To know that I am connected to that group of people, you know, it gives a lot of pride. But what about his son, the 13-year-old Nilabro, growing up in suburban America? I try to understand what my dad says and by what he says and what we are, which is Brahman is um, one of the categories of people who were very intelligent and most of them were teachers, doctors now. So I really feel proud. Will his pride make this teenager far from India more caste conscious than he'd otherwise be? And what about his friends here at the ceremony? I asked the mother of one of them, Gauri Ghosh. Her family belongs to a different caste. She says caste means little to these kids. For us, we know that, oh, your last name is this, so you are a Brahmin or not. For them, it doesn't really matter because they don't even know. The question is whether they'll ever know as they grow up here in a culture where caste is irrelevant. I've spoken with many other Brahmins in the U.S. And caste is an important part of their identity. For most, it's even played a role in their career choices. This has made me reflect on my own upbringing. Was it, after all, a little Brahmin-like? Sure, my father disapproved of the caste system, but he also disapproved of his kids going into careers in business. Instead, he guided my brother and me towards classic Brahmin fields, education, medicine, science. And so, here I am, working as a journalist in the U.S., making my parents proud for picking a career that just happens to be Brahmin-like. Now, I'll never join a caste-based organization or even put my kids through any ceremony. But I wonder if I'll teach them values that overlap with Brahmin values. And if so, would that be bad? So long as it doesn't make my children look down on others, and so long as it doesn't hinder others' chances of moving up the social ladder. For The World, I'm Ritu Chatterjee.